this kind of a process that we just did is essentially something I had created um, out of you know my therapy work my teaching work and my own practice as a means of working with what's sometimes called or what I sometimes call I should say I don't know what other people call it but I call it the psycho-emotional asana and so the psycho-emotional asana meaning the yoga posture but not yoga as in you know uh, like hatha yoga but yoga of the inner yoga's posture of taking on a new psycho-emotional stance or, or posture and so when we work with psycho-emotional asanas one of the very beautiful things about Penelope and I were just talking about um, you know post-pandemic this is the second or you know wild women's way post-pandemic um, one of the things that's really been so rewarding post-pandemic is now when we come back you know in a room we all have a different appreciation of the synergy of groups and you know that kind of thing that can happen in a room there's good things that can happen on zoom too because you have privacy and sometimes there's some you know there's it's easier to unravel a certain process when there's nobody in your space. Mm -hmm. So there is a real good place for Zoom for certain things, but other things like what we did today can only be done in person. We're essentially sending energy down pathways that are not completely open or that have been somewhat atrophied or that haven't even happened yet, right? And so that's why it's like important to have some discipline so the energy doesn't disperse before it creates a groove. So very much like, I don't know, I mean, this is not a good example because this is not a good piece of paper, but if I do this, right, then I have now like all kinds of folds and stuff. Now I can, with a iron or something, get this completely flat again. But I can get it actually flatter than when it came out of the thing. But the moment I put pressure on the edges, it will go back to exactly how it crumpled in the first place. And that is very much the way it goes with um, our psycho-emotional imprints. Once you have an imprint, it's always there. Then the question is, do you want to make it like a proper pathway or do you want to discard it you know that's the question there but you have the the feeling now and you can refer back to that feeling and you can refer back to the experience in your own practice at home or in the moment where that thing that you want to step into is called for it's not fresh then it's not a fresh groove you're essentially going oh I remember that ah. and then there it is and that's the important piece with a practice like that. Now, it's quite intense and the intensity can in certain ways, um, you know, kind of deepen the, the groove or the, uh, it, but it can also a bit, be a bit irritating or you might be a bit more, you know, edgy or something. That's perfectly fine. That's part of the creating of new patterns and new experiences. Subtlety typically uh, can't be achieved if you can't dial it up. So the way to typically play with something that's new is you go really big and you expand as much as you can. And then when that's available, then you have like a dial where you can have it 
more or less and then you can go super 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 subtle and still maintain the pattern or the groove right and then from that range you have more there's just more space available and it feels way less you know as you as you kind of hang out there for a bit and so yeah capacity building a lot of times has to do with going to the outer edges of your capacity so that normal capacity feels easy so just because you feel you haven't gone as far as you should or could doesn't mean it wasn't effective i remember distinctly once this was many 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 years ago i want to say like 27 28 years ago um i had to i was assigned a flavor a very specific flavor uh, in a in a practice and it was Sophia Loren and I had such a hard time with that because I was young right I mean and you don't know what the hell you're doing in your 20s right you just don't and I mean you know and you think you do but you really don't and I remember just being absolutely I don't know I, it wasn't even terrified it was just like bewildered by that flavor and I felt like I couldn't do it and it just felt you know like I was putting on a thing and you know that the moment came and went and there was you know that was it and whatever and then maybe a year later somebody said to me randomly I think on date maybe even I mean this was in my 20s when I was dating uh, said to me you know, you remind me so much of Sophia Loren. And I was like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> and, and then I could kind of feel back that what it did back then was it allowed a part of my personality that's there to, for the first time, get uncovered. And that, was, that little window opening for a moment was enough for my, let's say, tendency in that direction to be uncorked so th these things are not linear <laughs> right they're they're very much like you don't know where and how so I wouldn't worry too much about it you still you still have the imprint of what it is and what it could be and that could be can just unfold itself as you go along and maybe the could be is it's happening tomorrow or maybe you don't even notice and then at one point you realize you have it but but also sometimes what we think could be might not be the proper medicine as well right so sometimes you're like oh we should be and really it's in the relaxing some of the doing <laughs> that the real growth happens or in the acceptance that we're not doing it perfectly that the real growth happens or whatever right so I wouldn't worry about it. You still know where you want to go and then you'll just play around with it when you can. But also now when we do nonlinear, you'll have a chance to explore that one more time. And because it's not in the face of people and in that structure, it might unfold itself differently. There is ways to make sounds that disperse the energy, like when we chat, right? When you kind of, you can't stop nervously talking is the same as when people start making these sounds 
that are their sounds of um, bypassing. Mm -hmm. So for instance, when I think of something like that's really, that's really still making me cringe with embarrassment, I did something or whatever, there's like this uh, kind of a sound that comes out of my mouth, which is a throwing off. It's so much internal tension that I have to go, oh, and then that pops it off and I can deal with it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking back there. You, you're, yeah, yes, you. good. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would be a sound that pops it off. Um, sometimes people do that. You hear this also in the Tantra communities. <sighs> right? Yes, well, childbirth, you're supposed to make any sound you the fuck please. There's no, there's a, there's no such thing as bypassing in childbirth. You can make any sound you want in any which way you want. You can be scream, you can shout, you can sound like a Bali girl. In childbirth, that's a different story. But in a nonlinear session, for instance, you might want to just check if the sound you're making is there to make you feel less or to make you feel more. If it makes you feel more, sound away. If it makes you feel less, you might want to not do it and see what happens when you keep that tension inside. How do you know the difference? You do it both and you figure out what's what. If you notice that when you make sounds, your body relaxes, that would be in the plus category, right? But here's the thing. If you have to force yourself to make sound, that might be counterproductive, let's say in a nonlinear session. What I would suggest you do is that if you know that you have stuff there, I would like go head on and take singing lessons or voice lessons mm -hmm. and really put it where it belongs, which is as a dedicated practice to open your throat. Mm -hmm. And then when you do nonlinear, you'll probably notice that more naturally comes out without you having to force or push. Because forcing and pushing is, it will, will imprint the body to always have tension around even the release, okay. right? Because whenever we learn a new habit, what we, how we feel when we learn that new habit loads up every time the habit has been established. So if, like, let's say you learn how to play the piano, and you had a horrible play piano teacher who, do, who you were very afraid of, then every time you play the piano, that fear yeah. is wrapped into the playing. And you see this with people sometimes. They hit the plateau. They can't go any further because that fear produces a certain amount of tension that doesn't allow them to become as nimble as they should be. And then they have to go back and relearn this, the, the thing without the fear. And so when you really want to do this, I would go, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hire a person. You know, now you can do it all online, which is great. You know, you can do online singing lessons. It's great. So then you can really focus and it's like skill development. And then you take that skill into your regular life and then it's available to you without that push. <laughs>